0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. Welcome one and all to Storybox, the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning, growth, and you want to improve your life. My name is Jay Phantom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I am truly grateful that you've decided to listen in today. Now let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. I have wanted to release this episode for quite some time now, but for some reason, I keep putting it off until right now. Uh, and I thought, what better time than in the spirit of giving and a spirit of nearing Christmas time where everybody eats a ton of food uh, and feels a little bit unmotivated to exercise, why not bring on a good friend of mine uh, whose name is Danny Kennedy? Now, if you don't know who Danny Kennedy is, um, Seriously, (laughs) I'm just kidding, but Danny is a qualified personal trainer and strength coach based out of Melbourne, Australia. Throughout his years in the health and fitness industry so far, he's worked with clients in person and online, ranging from professional Olympic athletes, celebrities, fitness models, and social media identities, and all people looking to achieve their health and fitness goals. He's also currently the head trainer for the Keep It Cleaner app, founded by Steph Miller and Laura Henshaw. He prides himself in providing consistent, valuable, and relatable information with a no bullcrap approach. Sorry, I'm not going to swear uh, to help those who follow along with his content via social media. Um, he also has a very popular podcast called the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, which I know many, many of his fans absolutely adore. All the content that he puts out there. On a regular basis, I'm actually a a personal fan. He's had many, many individuals on there from uh, AFL people. Even he had Kevin Hart's uh, personal trainer, Ron Boss, Everline, who I also had on on my show too. Um, Jackson Warren, so Shane Warren's uh, son, which is pretty incredible. Sarah Davidson, who I've also had on my show but so many more, he's had over 609 plus ratings and he's hit the 1 million mark on Apple Podcasts, which is an incredible achievement, if I do say so myself. Danny is just an incredible human being, a lot of experience, and we had a very in-depth conversation that I know you guys are really going to enjoy. We talk about a lot of things, not just fitness and and, but more or less like the lifestyle and mindset, so what it actually takes to have a positive mindset in today's very negative world, uh, growth, personal development, all the things that I know you guys are going to get so much from. So I don't want to labor on the point. If you guys do get something from it, please share it around to all your friends and your family. Let them know about this one. Be the change maker in someone's life today. You may never know who you can help unless you actually do the work right now in promoting something like this. If it helps you, it might be able to help somebody else. You don't don't know until you give it a go, okay? Um, Tag Danny on Instagram as well, uh, Danny Kennedy or DK. uh, And you can also tag the Storybox podcast as well as IMJFans and let us know what you think of that. Also, if you do get something from it, leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcast, once again, goes a long way in helping grow this incredible community. And um, I know I appreciate it all the time. So it's time to get fit, healthy, you know, in a matter of sense with the mind, and dive into Storybox and hear Danny Kennedy's incredible story.
0: Thanks for having me on again, mate. Yeah, I remember our first chat back in March was um was a good one. I really enjoyed it. So when you reached out and said we'll do it again, um there's no hesitation. So I'm looking forward to having another chat today. It's been a while since our first one. It's gone pretty quick, really.
1: Tell me about it, man. Like, it feels almost like yesterday I was speaking to you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that was I back know. when I She's... only had an iPad. And uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm on a computer and I've been able to sort of speak to a lot of people in different fields. And I've been listening to a lot of the episodes that you've been putting out there with a lot of fantastic guests. So um, I wanted to do your, your episode justice because I did have a, a great time speaking to you. Uh by getting better audio quality, number one, and number two, getting video. So before we dive into all the good stuff, like why you do what you do, how you do it, that sort of stuff, I now normally ask people a question that um, I think is fascinating and has multiple levels, and that is, what does success look like to you?
0: Success to me, I guess, looks like, to be honest... Depends in what in what field, I guess, we're talking about. I mean, in, there's so many different aspects of success. I find, you know, when I look at success, I think of it in, I guess, a number of different columns. Like, I think of success with my business. I think of success with, like, my relationship and my, my friendships and, and family. Um, I think of success in, you know, personal and, and you know, like, physical achievements. That, that I can aim to achieve. And then also mentally as well, like there's a lot of mental and I guess you could place it in the mindfulness um, box at the moment, successes that I feel like I've had recently, um, which in the past probably wouldn't even be a consideration. So I guess success for me, I guess I define it as just a constant progression, just continual progression and being able to set, set the bar, raise that bar a little bit higher um, each and every year, you know, each and every week, each and every day if possible. Um, but it's just, just avoiding complacency and, and always being able to continue to push the bar a little bit further in all aspects and not just one. Cause I think, um, you know, you look at a lot of successful people and, um, and although I understand it takes a lot of, um, focus and discipline in, in kind of one certain, um, area to be truly successful at what you do. I think a lot of people are successful in one area, but then they let a lot of the other areas of their life drop off. So for me, I like to kind of keep things across the board and um, make sure I'm constantly evolving and moving forward in all areas if possible.
1: Are you constantly mindful of your own definition of success or has it been sort of like this, this one moment you realize, hang on a minute, this is my definition of success and I'm going to uh, always remember it? Has it been like that for you?
0: Yeah, I'm mindful of it, and I, uh, you know, it's funny. Like the word success, like I said, for me, it probably more so means just console, con- continual improvement and progression, not so much having like a, a starting point and a finishing point. I think that's something that I almost try and avoid. Is that I'm really, really focused on the journey, and and along the way, like noticing when the goal does change, and not being stuck in my ways of having one, you know, clear cut idea of what I think success is, and then only striving for that. Anything outside of that is a failure. So for me, I'm well aware of what I think success is, but also I'm very mindful of not getting caught up in other people's success. Um, And what I mean by that is not getting caught up in what everyone else thinks is a success or what everyone else kind of imagines success to be. So, you know, like it, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I do love like materialistic type stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like I love the nice cars and, and all that type of stuff and going on nice trips and everything. And that's really great. But um, you know, success for one person may not be a success for, for another. Um, so for me, I'm just trying to be mindful of making sure that I stay like in my lane and, you know, I obviously try and surround myself with successful people and people that I think can bring me up and help me achieve my goals and also make me a better person. But I also am very mindful of the fact that their goals may not necessarily be on the same path as mine or or may not be the same definition of what I see as success as well.
1: You speak about goals a lot, man. I'm always curious about uh, how people actually set goals for themselves and, and what specifically uh, they set for themselves. Uh, so I'm curious, what goals have you set for yourself that are like long-term goals or even short-term goals and, and how do they play? Like, have you ever failed at achieving some goals?
0: Yeah, I feel at failure goals all the time. And, you know, I know it's a little bit cliche, but I think if you're not failing at your goals and you're really not setting big enough goals, if you're continually just achieving every single goal you set, then you're really not giving yourself that high of a a standard to work towards. And I think, you know, that you, I've got, I'm very lucky to work with some very successful people. And um, early in lockdown, I, I did an interview on my podcast with a client of mine who has been very successful in business. And he, he made a really good point. He just said that he's never really learned anything from when he's, when he's achieved his goals and when he's won all, all the things he's learned have been from his failures and from the things that haven't worked out. And through all the tough times we were touching on, obviously people struggling throughout um, the coronavirus lockdowns and stuff. And he just made a really good point that these times that are really tough is where you will learn majority of, of what you're going to learn. It's not when things are going well that you, that you take away, um, things that you can use a lot of the time. You kind of just, there's not that much to learn when you're winning, to be honest. I mean, apart from the fact that it should be enjoyed and celebrated. But um, yeah, so to go back to answering your question, um, I do fail at goals a lot. For me, when I look at setting your goals, I really I try and... I always have like the big long-term goal in mind, but then I I like to reverse engineer and see what smaller goals along the way are going to help me get to that. Um, and you know, breaking that down to maybe monthly goals, weekly goals, even daily goals. I'm a big believer in setting small daily goals every single morning. Um, you know, I have a journal that I use. I, I use an app on my phone as well that I like to tick off small goals. And for me, that just builds up discipline, momentum, consistency over time to then ultimately lead to those bigger goals. Um, you know, so I guess, so I have like set goals of, of, of certain things that I want to achieve um, that, that I obviously keep myself very aware of, but I guess kind of in the biggest scheme of things, the goal for me long term um, is is to continue, like I said before, just raise the bar for me. I want to in the health and fitness industry, I want to be like the name that everybody thinks of. Um, you know, when someone thinks of needing help with training or nutrition or whatever, like I want to be that person that, that people think of, um, with my podcast, I want to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. And that goal tends to be the same, you know, like it's, um, the specifics of the goal may change a little bit, but in the end of the day, for me, it's always just about helping people. The vehicle that I use to to achieve that goal may change here and there. Um, but in the end of the day, the, the goal remains the same. Um, how I get there may, may need to change depending on on what I'm doing so for me at the moment it's just obviously using the the platform of the podcast and helping people in person and online and using social media and stuff to try and achieve that that goal
1: you've got a pretty um, popular presence online man so and and your podcast has helped a lot of people. I love the interviews I love the, the mindset that you have towards especially goals and achieving goals and one thing that I came up with, I think this was after we actually spoke was yep. to do with persistence. And mm-hmm. I believe ultimately for me, like persistence is success. And when we break it down and we really look at why persistence is success, because if you're not persistent, you won't be consistent at anything. Consistency mm-hmm. is like the flow on effect. So if I yeah. set goals for myself, I can say, hang on a minute. Well, I said that. But if that's a reoccurring goal that I set for myself every day, I can, I'm, if I'm not persistent, I won't remain consistent in it. Like it, yeah. that, that mindset that I have created for myself and it sounds like you've created the same mindset of every yeah. day getting up, creating those good habits, those good routines to set yourself up for, for positive success. I guess you could say a good life, an improvement um, on, a, on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, what I think where people fall off sometimes is the lack of persistence. It is, you know, setting a goal and then and then seeing in the next shiny object and then changing their mind and going from one thing to the next and never really having that persistence to to, to build the consistency over time. You're like saying that I pride myself on is consistency over a long period of time. And what I talk about with my clients a lot is that it's the, the small efforts done like exceptionally well on a consistent basis, like on a daily basis yeah. that lead to their significant results. It's not having the perfect week. It's not having the perfect day, perfect month, or doing something that no one else is doing, or you know, trying to find out the secret that the successful people have. There is no secret. It's just the successful people are willing to do all the little things every single day. To the point where it becomes a habit, to the point where it becomes boring, where where it just becomes part of the daily routine and and you're able to not lose sight of that. And that's where I find, you know, you talked about before setting goals. That's where I find setting those daily goals comes in handy and keeping yourself aware of what you're actually set out to achieve. And, you know, particularly on the days and the weeks that aren't going that well. Because they're so I think some people as well, like look at those that are doing well, um, and, and just think that it just always goes well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to be honest, like social media and stuff is probably the biggest reason for that. We look at people's social medias and it's just a highlight reel, really, but it's not always, it's not always good. Um, it's not, things don't always go well. Every day doesn't feel great. Um, And it's not going to, and you shouldn't expect it to. I think, um, you know, I I myself am one that likes to do a lot of stuff around positivity and affirmations and meditation and stuff. But even still, it's more so being aware and being self-aware enough to understand that every day is not going to be great. And just being able to sit with that and be okay with it when things aren't going great and just ride it out and understand that it will come back around. Um, Understand that you are able to manifest kind of like the life that you want and, um, and not get too caught up in the highs and not get too caught up in the lows as well. Mm. Um, and that persistence with trying to achieve your goal and then building that consistency over time is just something that I find almost the most important thing, I think, in terms of achieving long-term success is just consistency and, and being willing to show up every single day, mm. particularly on the days where you don't want to um, because everybody can turn up and they feel good. Everyone can. Everyone can go to a, a seminar and feel g'd up and motivated after they go and hear someone talk or watch a movie, go and watch Rocky and feel like you can yeah. go and fucking conquer the world or whatever it is. Everyone feels good after that. But it's the days when you wake up and it's raining outside or you've, you've had a few losses or you've had a bad week, you don't feel that good, you haven't had much sleep, whatever, and then you still go out and just do what you know you need to do. They're the days that count the most, I think.
1: I think um, what you just said is completely right. And the persistence aspect of getting up every single day when you don't feel right, you don't feel as excited as you did yesterday. And I've had many of those days, even recently, because there's so many things to stress about, so many things to worry about. And I think just being present when you wake up and saying, okay, what do I need to get done today? Yeah. What's, going to, what's going to help me today? And mm-hmm. what can I conquer? What, what walls can I knock down? What what things? And that's where my persistent mindset really comes in It's because I've, I've told myself every single day that no matter what happens, no matter what it is, firstly, it's going to be okay. And secondly, I'm going to push through it anyway, because yeah. even if I'm feeling crap, I know that's just one day. And if it's two days or three days, then I need to reevaluate, hey, what's going on? And mm-hmm. if, if I, I had one week where I was just off, like my interviews was shocking, I, yep. wasn't, I wasn't doing well at all. And I'm thinking, what's going on? And I realized, number one, I wasn't sleeping properly. Number two, yep. I wasn't eating properly. And number three, everything in my life was just, I felt like it was just coming all at once, like all this pressure, yep. anxiety, and, and I didn't know what to do. So I just took a stop yeah, and did some reevaluating. man. It works.
0: Yeah, it does work. And there's a couple of things I think are important out of that. The first one is that, um, you know, you can only focus on what you can control. And I'd say this a lot. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit that even though I say this and I'm very well aware of this, it doesn't always happen. Like there's still days where i fucking worry about all this shit that is way out of my control. I get frustrated and, you know, I'm only human. But it's, it's being aware enough to understand that that is the case and also being able to recognize when you're not in that state. You know, being able to recognize when I am wasting all this time and energy on stuff that's out of my control and being able to say, hey, look, you've just spent the last half a day, half an hour, hour, whatever it is thinking about talking about complaining about something that no matter how much you talk about it, complain about it, whinge about it, it's not going to change. You can't change. This is not in your control. You're wasting your time. Shift that focus into what you can control. If you can spend all of your time or majority of your time only focusing on what you can control, the differences that you see in your life are, are just crazy.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, and, and the other part of that, I think is, you know, a practice that I do each day is journaling. Mm. some days better than others, but every day I'm doing a gratitude. Yeah. Awesome. Every day I'm doing a gratitude journal, um, writing down my goals. And if I can, you know, certain days is journaling in general. Um, that's, that's one thing I probably need to get better at is, you know, I do the goals and the gratitude, but I don't necessarily like journal as much as what I should or what I could, I guess. But like you said, you know, you have these days, these weeks and you might string three or four days together where you're feeling off. And then that's where by journaling, you can go back and say, hey, you know, I know a couple of weeks ago, I felt incredible. I had an awesome week. Everything was just flowing for me. I'm going to go back to my journal and see what I was doing that week. or we'll see what type of things I was grateful for, what type of things I was setting myself, what intentions I was setting for the day. Why was that week so good? And what's different about it compared to now where things are trash. Mm-hmm. So just being self, I think self-awareness is, is such a big thing. And it's not always easy just to be able to think of it on the spot. That's why I find having the tools like journaling and stuff to be so, so beneficial.
1: That's so true, man. And I want to add there, uh, the end, like what you said before, don't be afraid of failure. And mm-hmm. one thing that I learned in failure, which is pretty fantastic if you really look at it like that, is in failure you learn humility. And it really means that you're not above anybody else. You are still mm-hmm. a human being. You have a bad day. It is okay. Pick yourself back up as best you can. Like you said, control where you can control. Don't focus too much. I know it's easier said than done. Don't focus too much on the what ifs. I know yeah. I get stuck in that oftentimes. Like I now I analyse a lot of things. If yeah. I, if I can't actually see the results, I analyze it and try and figure out all these all these possible results that might actually happen. And they're always the worst possible things. this is gonna happen, This ruin my life. But doesn't actually end up working out to be like that because yeah. ultimately like I was saying before ultimately life will be okay it will work out things happen as tony robbins says as ed Milet says things happen for us not to us and they happen sure. for our benefit man so what i'm curious about for you danny is going moving forward in in our conversation are there any things that you know that you you want to change right now that you you aren't happy with yourself what are things that you want to change
0: yeah i think there is for sure there's certain things that i kind of meditate on each day that i that i'm like you know actively trying trying to change i guess or trying to or or more so just be aware of you know the meditation that i do in the morning i do a meditation by um dr joe Dispenza, and we kind of go through the first half of it is, is just becoming aware of your body in space and and trying to get into that meditative state and then it's about kind of manifesting the life that you do want and then and then becoming aware of the behaviors that you want to change and and stop um and then and then finally finishing off back back with where you started like un, like kind of making yourself more aware of what you do want again um yeah things that, things for me that I, I want to change I think I, as I said before, like a, a lot of time I do probably put a bit too much time um thinking about things that are out of my control so something that I've been working on for a long time or a while now is is just kind of um I guess using the the term best way to explain it is like releasing like just releasing all control and and trying not to constantly feel like I need to be in control if that makes sense. Like there's certain things I think are very important that you need to be in control of, but more so with my life, like whatever happens, happens. Like if it's meant to be, it will be. So not trying to force anything and not trying to get to, not getting caught up on things that like, like we've touched on are way out of my control. So, um, everything happens for a reason. And, um, even though I know that and there's been certain parts of my life that have happened that I'm just so grateful for that. That has happened. It's, uh, I guess probably, trying to think of a good way to explain. I think um, I was listening to Jay Shetty the other day and he kind of talked about it, is almost losing the attachment is like not getting too attached to an idea or to a result or um, just, just not getting too attached to the outcome. So when things do go well, obviously you're going to be absolutely pumped with, with whatever you desire the outcome to be or whatever. But when they don't go well or when things don't turn out your way, if you don't have that significant attachment there, where you are so focused on only things only going the way you expected it to happen, there is no there is no disappointment. There is no spending time on focusing what you can't control. It's just kind of done. You move on and you go to the next thing, um, and you understand that everything does happen for a reason, and what will be will be. So, yeah, I guess you know I probably haven't put it probably haven't worded it that way before. So that's kind of a good way to word it. So thanks for asking. Um, but yeah, probably losing the attachment to certain outcomes, certain things, certain ideas and and just understanding what I do, do want and something that I've placed a big emphasis on lately. Um, I probably sound like I'm rambling a little bit here but what I've placed emphasis on lately is in terms of manifesting is not, is trying not to ever think about what I don't want and only thinking about what I do want Um, you know, I've been looking into, you know, like the law of attraction and stuff for a certain period, a long time now, a fairly long time now. Um, but I read a book recently, which is, you know, everyone seems to have read it before, but I'd never read it called the secret. Um, and part of the secret, you know, it's, it's all about the law of attraction, but it does talk a lot about, and probably the biggest thing I took away from the book was how, you know, people, Although manifestation can work in such a positive way where you can manifest a life or the things that you do want by positively uh, manifesting these things in your head and talking about it and doing certain things and taking action towards your goals. A lot of the time we manifest the things we don't want as well. By sitting around and saying, you know, I don't want this to happen or uh, constantly thinking about what you don't want to happen or the outcome that you don't want. So while you're spending all this time thinking about what you don't want, you're actually manifesting this to happen in your life. Um, so for me, I've tried to really hard recently to not do that. Mm. So if there is things that I don't want, instead of me consciously sitting there talking or thinking about outcomes that I don't want to happen, you know, for a good example, a good example at the moment is these stage four lockdowns. Every single person you talk or in Melbourne or in stage four, every single person you fucking talk to around here, it's just negative, 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 like talking about, you know, ah. Uh, I hopefully we're not in lockdown for any longer. Hopefully we can go and see someone. I hate not being able to leave the house. Like it's just negative all the time. And I understand it because it's ridiculous. We've been in this for so long and it, it sucks. It's hard. But by us constantly talking about it in that regard, we're just manifesting more of it. So I consciously try and just spend more time saying things like, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to when we come out of this, or I can't wait to be able to go out and see friends. I can't wait to be able to go back to work. I'm looking forward to going back to normal. All these types of these comments and statements and stuff that are talking about what I do want instead of putting out what I, what I don't want. Mm. Um, So I can't remember what your question was, but I find that important because this is something now that I've become aware of that, I see it all the time. And I hear it all the time, even with people that I'm like close with or whatever. It's just people spend so much time talking about negative shit, even if they're talking about not wanting it to happen. They're still spending time and energy on this negative stuff. So if you can shift that, and not even not even talk about it, not even think that it's a possibility, not even speak of this negative stuff that you don't want happening, and only put all your time and energy into the life or the things that you do want to happen, I think that the changes are so significant.
1: I think you um, are spot on with the negativity thing, and and to be honest with you, man, like it is so easy to be negative. Like it uh, is. It, it's harder to be positive than it is to be negative.
0: It is. I put up this post not long ago on my social media saying just that, like, you know, this is when, when, um, it's the same now, but like we're in stage four, everybody was shattered. I think we might've just gone back into stage four. So everyone was even more pissed off, yep. um, because we just started to come out of it. But like, it is easy to complain. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to whinge. It's easy to go along with the same conversations that everyone else is having about how shit everything is. It's easy to do that. It's hard. It's hard to be positive. It's hard to push past all the negativity. It's hard to be that person that that is positive. But if you think about that one time, you know, every, I think everybody has a certain amount of people that they've met in their life where every single time they talk to them, it's just like this radiation of energy and, and positivity. You see them and it's like no matter what happens, like you leave that conversation or you leave that place and you just feel good for no reason, just because you've been around this person. It's, it's, it's harder, but it's also still a choice to be to be like that. It's a choice to wake up and be negative all day. Oh, yeah. We have a choice. It's not like you wake up in the morning, your body's has to be negative. Like you choose to talk shit. You choose to be negative. You choose to whinge and complain. Mm. You can use that energy and you can use that choice to be positive. And you think about how much of an impact that has on everybody around you. Like I said before, you think about when you have a conversation with one of these people who makes you feel good. It's huge. Like you can impact so many people by literally making one easy, simple choice in the morning to only be positive for that day. Or especially when you're talking to people to only spread positivity to not not follow on with their conversations about how shit everything is. And, you know, people, just because you're positive, doesn't mean everyone else is going to be, but you, you know, kind of it's your choice. It's your job to then not follow on with their conversations. If you start talking to someone and they start going, you know, like bitching about somebody else or complaining about something like you can kind of go, yeah, okay, no worries. And then change the conversation or change the topic or, or just not go on with that conversation. But Everyone's lazy. Everyone makes it, everyone chooses to just go on with it because it's an easy decision. You can just, it's easy to fit in and just be the same as everybody else.
1: Which is, um, I do a lot of thinking right about this and I came up with a method that I call the CAP method. And mm-hmm. CAP is like an acronym. So C stands for choice, A stands for acceptance and P stands for persistence, which then led mm-hmm. on to my philosophy of be persistent to remain consistent of the things that you want. So, oftentimes here's what usually happens. People make the choice to accept the current reality that that they're in and they're mm-hmm. persistently being negative all the time. But mm-hmm. what I like to do is I like to encourage people, I can't change people. I yeah. I try and encourage and inspire and all that stuff through stories and and relatable experiences for me and I try and I try and be authentic, which I'm um uh fully aware that you do the same thing, man. Yeah. So you look at the CAP method, you can Reverse engineer it and say, look, it's my choice to be in this place. I have made the choice to accept where I am at. I am persistently being negative. I can make the choice to switch that. So then it just requires work. So Mm -hmm. I've made the choice right now that I'm going to accept uh, that I am going to be positive. Step one, done. Now the hard part comes in, persistence. Number P, mm-hmm. hardest one. Yeah. Like if you are constantly telling yourself every single day today, I am going to make the conscious choice to be positive. Then you will be positive. It's kind of like what we tell ourselves, we will manifest, like you were saying before. Yeah. So yeah. if you say you can't, you won't. If you say you can, you will. So keep yeah. telling yourself that you can do it. Like it's, Yeah. I know it seems uh, easy to say that, but it's actually, it's harder, but trust us. But it works,
0: <laughs> but it is easy. But it is easy. That's the thing. It yeah. is easy. Positivity and negativity are both choices,
1: exactly. and it's
0: just as easy to choose. It's just as it's just as hard. It's just as easy. Sorry, to choose to be a good person as it is to be a shit person.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's like good.
0: people walk around all day just being negative and and treating others like shit. That's a choice. Mm. It takes just as much energy energy to be polite just as much energy to be nice i think even less like i mean i can't i see people who are just like resentful and negative and i just think to myself like you are just draining all of your energy on something that is never going to take you any further in life and is never going to have a positive impact on anyone it's like you're draining so much energy you could be so much happier so much more energetic so much more positive if you if you didn't act that way but it is important, and I think you touched on it before, is that like, you can't force anyone to do that. You can only be yourself. You can only act in the way that you think others should act or you should act, and then people, people will, will kind of lead from that. People will follow, up, follow on from that. Um, there was something I was going to say. Now I've forgotten.
1: I'm sure you'll come back to it.
0: Yeah, I'll come back to it.
1: I, I love that. I love the choice. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it, I got it. I got it. I got it, I got it, got it. Um, sorry. Like you said
0: before, it's a choice about how you want to be positive and stuff. Um, an exercise that I, that I try and do whenever I remember to do it. I took this from Brendan Bishad yeah. is, is setting intentions before every single task throughout the day. And we have these breaks throughout our day. So after I finish this podcast, I've got like a break before I go on to the next task. For me, that might be going to do emails or it could be catching up with my girlfriend. It could be, Whatever. Could be going for a walk. Not at the moment because I just had knee surgery, but could be anything. But we have, these, we have these little breaks in between every activity we do for the day. In that break, if you can set your intention for what you want to achieve out of the next block, your productivity, your positivity, your impact for the day can be so much better. So if I, if I finish, say before this podcast, right? I've been doing emails and I just got an email that really pissed me off and it was frustrating and it made me really annoyed and I'd had a rough time for the last half an hour trying to write back this email. If I don't break up that, if I don't have a transition between that email and this podcast, the chance of this interview being good are quite shit. Yep. You know, I might bring some negativity to this. I don't really think about the answers that much. I'm not in a good mood. I'm not really thinking straight. So then this podcast goes out to your audience and people's perception of me or people's value from this podcast is not as good as what it could be. Whereas if I take literally 30 seconds to sit here and just close my eyes, take a few deep breaths, think about what I want to get out of this podcast. Think about what I want you to get out of this podcast. And then think about how I'm going to achieve that takes 30 seconds, but the impact is huge. And another example is like going to work in the morning and you know, you get all the red lights on the way to work. So by the time you get to the office or whatever, you're in a foul mood, you treat everyone like shit. Um, you treat you treat everyone like shit. You you don't have a good day. You start talking negatively. One bad thing after the other happens, you end up getting a parking phone. It's fine. It's just the whole thing just manifests. The day sucks all because you got a couple of red lights on the way to work. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you get to work, you're in your car, you just had a shit 20 minutes or whatever it is. If you've got all the red lights, it might have been 30 minutes. And uh, you sit there, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths and say, all right, it's done. This is what I want to get out of the next hour. I'm going into a meeting or I'm going to walk in and see all these people that I can have an impact on for the day. I want them to feel like this. I want to feel like this and this is how I'm going to do it. And the the changes are just so significant. So when I started practicing that, I, I just noticed such a big difference and it sounds so easy, sounds so simple and it is, but the impact is just so large.
1: I'm going to say another one of my quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you mentioned practice, right? So I came up with another Have you just
0: got one. these written down like behind the screen here that you just
1: got them ready to roll out? <laughs> no, 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 man. I wish. <laughs> you'll, see me, you'll see me one day, man. All the quotes will be in my studio, guaranteed. Yeah, like, no, unreal. What I came up with. But this yeah. one is, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes a process to progress forward in your life. And I say that because no one wants to make the, the process. And no. hardly anyone wants to progress forward. They're kind of comfortable being where they are because comfort equals yeah. what? Safety. So yeah. move out of that uh, safety net almost. It's almost like that fear of of hurting each other. It's like your body yeah. telling you to push back um, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. pull back, sorry. And yeah. I, I just think like you've got to embrace it. You've got to learn to embrace it. And when you practice all the hard things, you're going to become better at it. Like, yes, it, yeah. it sucks for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, it actually, it manifests into something that is is honestly incredible called improvement, being better yeah. as a human being. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's cool. And I wanted to touch on... Well, just m-
0: quickly, one, th- one thing I've, um, I've tried to implement a lot lately and I've taken this from all these different people, you know, I've mentioned probably a handful of different people in this interview already and, you know, people listening right now are probably taking a lot of things from you is that, there are all these little tools we can add to our toolkit that we should use. Like they are processes. They are, they are systems that we can add into our day which can significantly change the outcome of our day, of our week, of our life if we are willing to add them in. And they're only small little things, but they make such a big difference. Like mm. Even this one thing I just talked about, the transitions throughout your day, like the difference that will make to your day is so huge. Journaling, gratitude journal and stuff. Like the amount of people I like get emailing me now saying how I've been doing my gratitude journal for the last, you know, six months or whatever, and it's been a life changing experience. Like it's a tiny little thing. Yeah. But it makes such a big difference. But if we do just coast through and have no systems and no awareness of any of this stuff, it's very hard for things to ever be any different because you're not putting in any effort. So it does require a little bit of effort, but the changes are so significant.
1: You're spot on there, man. You touched on your girlfriend there for a moment. And what I'm curious mm. about is what has she taught you about gratitude,
0: man? I mean, she firstly she's just like the most amazing human ever. I'm extremely, extremely lucky, extremely grateful for her in general. Um, but she also, you know, really taught me how you know everything happens for a reason. She came along at such a an important time for me, and um, and you know, her and I talk about this a lot. We literally like every single day pretty much mention these things and use this type of language. When we talk, like, you know, say things along the lines of, you know, I'm so grateful the fact this morning that we get to start our day together or that we get to train together today or grateful that I get to spend time with you. Like the one person that, that that makes me so happy. And um, she just makes me grateful for small things, to be honest. Like um, she's just brought me so much joy and and happiness um, to everyday stuff. Like I can go and do things that I have no interest in and enjoy it because i'm doing it like with her so it's just like the small little things that i find so much value in now and um although i i feel like and she's the same she has a ridiculous work ethic but we're both um very hard workers but i i've found a lot of value in actually trying to make more time for not not working i guess as well which sounds a little bit funny but um like not always working, like just trying to have times where, we, you know, it's throughout lockdown, we've, we've gone, we've made a, um, a, a big conscious effort to have like date day or date night, like every week, where like we genuinely look forward to it all week. And, you know, for me, it's, it's usually on a Friday. So Friday is a day I check with my online clients. So I'll punch out as much work as I can up until one or two o'clock. And then that's it. Like from that point onwards, I try and not touch anything else for the rest of the day. So I can just be present and enjoy time with her and and, and we make that, that, that count every week. But, um, yeah, it's just grateful for that. And, um, and I've, I think I've, cause I've kind of been going through this journey myself in terms of gratitude and mindfulness and law of attraction and stuff. I've been able to, that's been able to rub off on her as well. Like she's been able to implement these things into her day, which she never did before. Um, and I can see the difference in, in her and, um and she can definitely know the difference notice the difference in herself and stuff so yeah I'm lucky it's just it's just nice to be able to share all this stuff with um with someone else as well so yeah very very lucky uh, we really try and talk or write down for ourselves anyway like things that we're grateful for outside of the norm like outside of the you know grateful to have a car or grateful like the stuff that everybody writes down like actually really thinking about it you know mm-hmm. grateful for the fact that you get to see see their smile or like grateful like you said grateful for the fact that, that that you're able to talk to them spend time with them out of anybody else they're choosing to spend time with you and stuff like that which is awesome and one other thing i've noticed is that like i talked about before not trying to force it on anybody else and even though you think that you may have you know the answer to other people's happiness whatever it's a choice they have to make and have to find it themselves so you know like what i remember a while back i was trying to get um danielle to do like meditation and. And gratitude journal and stuff like that. And um, and you know, she'd do it every now and then and she would feel really good or whatever, but it wasn't it wasn't like she she wasn't making that decision. It wasn't something that she'd chosen to do. She didn't feel she'd need to do it, and so she she wouldn't do it. And I was kind of going, like, why are you not doing this when like this makes you feel so good? And I've showed you it before and you said you felt good, so like why are you not doing it? And then I um and then you know, and then I, I tried to put this focus on like just you know what will be will be and not forcing anything and just letting things happen the way they're meant to happen and um and just not trying to control just like letting go and letting like releasing the control or whatever and you know now she every single morning like without me ever saying a thing to her she'll write down her gratitude journal every single morning mm-hmm. she now does cold showers which when i first started doing those she would like fuck, if the if the if the water temperature was like below fucking boiling she would like run out of the bathroom now she's like does cold showers every morning she will meditate every now and then and and like all these things that like in the past she would never have done but um it's funny how as soon as i stopped trying to get her to do it like that's when she decided to do it because there was just she needed to make that decision herself um and i think with people reading personal development books and and things about mindfulness and stuff it is easy to look at it and go fucking why is everybody not doing this thing which is just so clearly going to make their life so much better but if you force it on someone they're not going to want to do it It has to be their decision and their choice um so if you just go if you do it if you do what you think is right and you document your journey you you show others the benefits of it yourself then it'll come about that decision themselves
1: and don't try and control them That's the worst thing you can do yeah exactly i learned that the hard way (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then well yeah (laughs) um so just I like that, man. A couple more questions for you if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, what has been the worst piece of advice you've ever been given?
0: Um, that's a good question. Uh, worst piece of advice I've ever been given? I don't know if there's like a set piece of advice that's that's really bad that I've ever been given, but I guess the worst, the worst types of advice I think you can be given is like the correlation versus causation advice. Like seeing someone achieving what you want to achieve and assuming that their way of doing it is the only way of doing it mm. or getting advice from someone that is closed-minded that's not open to other ways of doing it. It's kind of like their way or the highway. Mm. Um, you know, Nutrition's a, a clearly a, a good example. Like you look at someone that looks great and you ask them how they did that like what their nutrition is and they tell you and and their belief is like, that's what works and that's it. But that's just not the case. So it's not a one size fits all for everyone. So I think the advice you're getting off someone who is closed minded is always horrible advice. Like, you know, even with my nutrition and stuff like I, I talk to with my clients that I work with, I'll tell them that like, you know, this is what I believe works. Here's the science that backs it up. I think knowing your numbers is very important in terms of tracking your macros and stuff. But if you want to be vegan, then that's fine. If you want to do intermittent fasting, that's fine. If you fucking don't like carbs, don't eat carbs. If you, whatever, it doesn't bother me what you do, but you need to know your numbers and fit within these guidelines. And I guarantee you will see results, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is just a toolkit to use. Now you go ahead and use it how you want to use it. This is how I do it. This is what works for me, but it may not work for you. So I think, yeah, the, the worst advice you can take is from someone that is just fully closed-minded that is only has one way of doing something and not open or willing to change their mind about.
1: That is brilliant. <laughs> that is great, man. Well done. You answered that, that question very well. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Uh, this, this one is a- more of a fun question. Because cool. I feel like been super serious and super intense for everybody. So Sweet. I'll make it light. <laughs> uh, what has been the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? Actually, I actually
0: have a fucking good answer for this. Um, <laughs> yes. And trust me, it's fucking weird, but it's going to be hard not to knock it, but do not knock it until you try it. And I'd be surprised if anyone tries this actually because it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so nice. So when I was younger, I used to have... Um, Okay, so I used to cook scrambled eggs and then I would have two pieces of toast. Yep. And then on one piece of toast, I would have peanut butter. Yep. On the other piece of toast, I would have barbecue sauce. Yes. And then I would make that a sandwich. So peanut butter, eggs, barbecue sauce, and fucking bread. And it sounds absolutely absurd, but it is the nicest combination ever. And I don't care what anyone says, try
1: it. Mate, you're absolutely right for those who are listening. Damn, that is good stuff. I used to do the, so the same thing. Maybe we're crazy. both crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. But seriously, you know, I couldn't, can't believe how good it. I don't even know why I decided to try peanut butter with eggs at any point in time. Who knows? But it tastes incredible. Works. So good. Another one that's actually quite good, which you wouldn't think so, but it's actually really nice, is, um, is a uh, baked potato. Yeah, a baked sweet baked sweet potato, sorry, and you cut it down the middle, and then you put a um, you either put peanut butter or like a Mars bar or something like in between, and the two different types of flavors together, insane.
1: Okay, that is really weird. I haven't tried that one. Maybe right. the the sweet potato aspect because I'm not a huge fan unless it's like sweet potato chips. Um, yeah, sweet potato chips are damn good. But um, yeah, this is
0: quite nice. Yeah, when I first heard of it as well, I was very skeptical, but it tastes good
1: going to have to give that one a go my weirdest yeah. thing that i eat i don't know if you ever tried this but you know those rice crackers so mm. what i do is i get the rice crackers butter peanut butter yeah. and cheese and that um that delicatessen ham i put a little bit on there and i go for it nice good They're stuff worked. oh yeah it really does yeah i'll give that a try i can see that turia pit does the same thing so i can i can say that i'm not the only weird one
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can see that I can see that.
1: Dude, okay. So this is my, my final question that I love asking people at the end. You've been able to reach the age of 100. I know you're still only young now, but just imagine yeah. later on. You've been able to reach the age of 100 and your friends have put together a film for you of pretty much mm-hmm. the highlights, everything you've ever said though and everything you've ever done. And ask me how in the world they got it. I'll we'll just call it magic, but it just did. And they've shown it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life?
0: um I, I i would expect and i would love for it to be able to show that um that like i was willing to put myself out there and try things that 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 i never kind of like thought that i could potentially do or i was never kind of worried about other people's opinion or were, were worried about whether or not i would fail um i would expect also for a lot of it to be able to show that i, I was kind of like encouraging and um and Giving to other people, um, I, I get a lot of satisfac- satisfaction out of helping other people, and um, not only helping others but giving to others as well, and being able to share like exciting and fun experiences with other people. Um, and yeah, I just like kind of le- leaving no stone unturned, like not leaving anything to chance, and and trying to hope that someone else does it for me. Like me actually going out there, putting in the work, regardless of whether I fail or su- uh, sorry, succeed, or fail, um, and. and yeah, just do some crazy shit.
1: I love it, man. Good legacy to leave behind. Danny or DK, thank you so much for your time, man. Just want to acknowledge you for everything that you're doing and putting out there into the world. It's very inspirational, very positive, very motivating. So thank you so much for doing that. Don't give up. Keep going. Be strong and keep on the mend. I know you're like beaten up right now, but <laughs> that's just in body, not in spirit mind. So yeah, so
0: yeah. Work oh, thank for you for having time. me on, man. I appreciate it a lot. It was a good chat. I really enjoyed it. And um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully your audience takes some value out of it. And um, well, I'll get you on my show sometime soon as well. I'd love to chat again
1: sometime soon. Please, man. I'll be able to share what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, it be unreal. <laughs> and everything like that. So thank you so much, man. Where can people find you and connect with you? Um,
0: through the podcast. So the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, either on iTunes or Spotify. Um, and then probably through Instagram is the other one, um, which is just at DJK Fitness. I try and put up a fair bit of um valuable content whenever I can. Um so yeah, they're probably the best two places to find me.
1: Danny Kennedy, thank you so much for coming on the Storybox Podcast. Thank you. don't like this part because it means, sadly, we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it will go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Fansom and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time.